You're listening to a download from the outdoorstation.co.uk. Number 454. Hello and welcome back to the Outdoor Station and this part four of the five-part series recorded in 2008 where I joined Lee Wells and we headed for Cape Wrath. In this part we are at Sandwood Bay, a most beautiful location on the west coast of Scotland and extremely restful as I hope you'll understand and hear as you listen to this. Now in this particular podcast I do sit down for five minutes or so and go through the entire gear list that I took with me and explain the reasons why and what worked or what didn't and what I didn't need basically. And I just wanted to remind you that actually before I did this recording in 2008, I actually went on a bushcraft course, which again is in the podcast library. And I took with me some of the knowledge or some of the interest from that bushcraft course on this particular trip, which actually turned out not to be needed. However, one thing was, which you will hear. But there are a few items, uh, products that I actually discuss and I just wanted to give you an idea of where we were as regards development or the products no longer existing, etc. So in the product list, I mentioned the AquaGear filter bottle, which Lee used to filter water while we were waiting uh, for cooking at Sandwood Bay. That's now evolved into the travel tap, which is still available. The recipe for bannock bread, which is extremely popular, very, very easy and great fun. In case you miss it as I talk through it, basically it's three parts self-raising flour to one part powdered milk, and then you just add whatever else you want to it. But hopefully that'll become clear as you listen to it. The Oricaso folding plates. Do you remember those? Gosh, they were fantastic. I'm still using mine. I've still got them years later. Oricaso ceased to exist many, many years ago. And once again, it's been copied by the Chinese market. So there are very, very similar products on the market. And I still find the Oricaso folding plate extremely useful for food prep, as you'll hear in this podcast. Once again, the Golight Pinnacle Rucksack. Well, Golight ceased to exist five or six years ago, and that product's no longer available, which is a great shame. The Avid Shaving Blade, the Avid Shaver. That was, it was a fantastic razor, very hard to describe, but it basically was a folded flat razor, which worked exceedingly well. But I think, I think Gillette caught onto them and sent them a cease and desist, so they came to a grinding halt. So with all that said, now let's get back to part four of this five-part series and join us at the wonderful, magnificent and unique Sandwood Bay. You're listening to theoutdoorstation.co.uk Welcome to part four of the Cape Wrath Trail, where Lee and I travel on foot from Ullapool to Cape Wrath, the most northwesterly point in Scotland. Join us as we make our way gently along the route suggested in the Cicerone Guide, north to the Cape, over a period of seven days in early May 2008.
our Cicerone guide, north to the Cape by Dennis Brook and Phil Hinchcliffe, describes the arrival at Sandwood Bay as follows. As you trudge across the wet, peaty and featureless moorland on leaving Blairmore, you may wonder why you came so far. Keep going. Your arrival at Sandwood Bay will lift your spirits and brighten your whole outlook. If Sandwood were anywhere else in the British Isles, it would be packed with holidaymakers, ice cream stalls, hot dog stands and associated paraphernalia. As it is, the bay is totally isolated, and long may it be so. Described by some as the most beautiful place in the Western Highlands, its name is a corruption of the Norse Sandvatin, sand water, you may be the only occupants on the one and a half kilometre long beach, paralleled by rolling sand dunes and attendant fresh water loch. Enjoy the solitude, enjoy the sound of the seabirds, enjoy the Atlantic combers shattering themselves into mountains of spume against the firm white sand. But beware, for while the good beach guide lists the bay as magnificent, Swimming is described as very dangerous due to the unpredictable tide flows and currents. Off a small headland to the south of the bay, there rises an imposing red sandstone stack, the Herdsman. To the north seems only a stone's throw away and you can now see the lighthouse at Cape Wrath, but don't be deceived, you have some way to go just yet. If you spend the night here, you may be lucky enough to see the mermaid. Sandwood Bay is the alleged site of the last recorded appearance in Great Britain of this delightful phenomenon. Perhaps she is guarding the many wrecks buried metres deep in the dunes. Well, as you may have guessed from the uh, sounds, we finally made it to, uh, to Sandwood Bay, which has lived up to expectation. It is... Uh, a magical place, um, primarily because of its sort of solitude. And I'm paddling in the sea, but uh, <laughs> Lee has <laughs> suddenly realised it's a little bit too cold for him and he's just rushed out when I was asking him a question. Um, OK, I'll come out to you, you wimp. Those two Scots lasses we were just talking to have just been for a swim. Well, they go, the women are the powerful of the species, aren't they? <laughs> it's freezing. <laughs> OK, it's a bit bracing, admittedly. Admittedly, it's a bit bracing, but it is, um, it's still a lovely sunny day, which obviously gives you the impression that a good rushing to the sea is a good idea, but actually it is uh, very, uh, very fresh. Um, and uh, clear blue skies, certainly coming down to the bay, um, has been a, a pleasure. It's a very, very long walk from the end of the road where the, the car park area is uh, that's shown on the map. Um, and uh, I can understand why that puts a lot of people off um, but uh, you know the bay itself is uh, what I suppose uh, best part of a mile long I guess and there's um, us two and I think I saw one other person everybody else seems to have gone um, running into the bay is a, a freshwater loch um, which is surrounded by uh, gently uh, sloping hills uh, which uh, drop down to a few lovely camping spots and I think we possibly have found the perfect camping spot, would you believe? Definitely, that's the perfect pitch, yeah. Flat yeah. grass and mountain scenery, a lock, and then just over the dunes, a sea with a lovely beach, you know, and a perfect day, just yeah, per perfect. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think it's both uh, on, on the list of both of us that um, 
we just analyse what makes a perfect spot, and I think we've found it. I think we have, Bob, yeah. yeah so um, people who like their wild camping and uh, people that like uh, the idea of doing something like the, uh, the Cape Wrath Trail, um, you certainly won't be disappointed. Um, there are few and far between certainly getting here, um, but I think it's one of the most rewarding places to visit in the country uh, to, um, to reap the benefits of such a, uh, a magnificent spot. Uh, if you're lucky enough to catch the weather as well, uh, a chap we were just speaking to, his uh, camp not far from us, said there was a storm the other night and um, uh, half a dozen of the, of the people that were here at the time over the bank holiday weekend made a quick retreat. Um, but it's, um, yes, it's going to be a very enjoyable evening, I think. Have a small little fire in the bush, buddy, and um, enjoy whatever provisions we've got left for our trip. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just to enjoy the evening and relax. And I think it's the one of the highlights of my walk in Korea so far. Yeah, it must yeah. be. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Well, well. Um, fingers crossed for tomorrow to to actually get to the Cape. We can see the Cape lighthouse from uh, from the actual beach, uh, and it doesn't look more than um, a couple of hours walk away. Uh, so um, we'll see uh, see what we wake up to tomorrow, whether it's missiles and bombs close or far away and, and make a decision then. But I have a feeling that the actual area concerned is a bit further the, uh, away than we initially thought. But certainly anybody thinking of coming this way, you must make sure you check the appropriate website and also uh, with the uh, harbour masters and so on uh, dotted around the, the coast. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to go uh, and start gathering a little bit more driftwood for tonight's supper and then perhaps we'll... Um, uh, have a, a further chat a bit later on. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear the most beautiful sound of a skylark? I think that's the most beautiful sound in the world. Um, We've got back from the beach now, and we're next to the loch. Uh, and Lee is, uh, because the loch is, um, I suppose, fairly stationary, as it were, we can't, haven't got any flowing streams next to us, uh, Lee's using the um, Aquagear Survivor bottle, which I brought with me. Uh, and at the moment, he's um, filtering and uh, purifying water and putting it into the um, um, platypuses for, uh, for cooking and also a bit later on. It doesn't take too long. In the meantime, I'm um, preparing uh, the meal. Um, now, this has all been a bit of fun. Uh, I'm not suggesting everybody should do this, for example. But um, this is uh, what I've done is um, I've brought a bannock bread mix, um, which is a recipe courtesy of um, Andrew and Carrie at Nomad Bushcraft. Um, which I went on a few weeks ago, as many people will know. Um, and bannock bread is something that um, is very, very simple to make, very light to, to carry, um, and also adds a whole new flavour dimension to your outdoor camping experience. So what I've done, for a bit of fun, um, I uh, pre-mixed some bannock bread, which is um, three to one of uh, self-raising flour and uh, powdered milk and um, uh, 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 some salt in there as well, just a twist or two of salt. So I've got a bag of that. I've also got um, some garlic, which you just heard me chopping up, um, some dried tomatoes, dried mushrooms and dried onions, um, and uh, I've also got some dried chilies as well, just in case I wanted to spice up a particular meal. Uh, and that, that all that fits into a, a small plastic bag, 
Um, I don't intend to make uh, loads of it, but hopefully should have enough to make about half a dozen or so uh, bread rolls. So I'm going to fire up the bush buddy with the um, the um, driftwood that we've collected, and um, I'm going to start making some some bread rolls, um, probably some garlic bread and some tomato and an onion bread perhaps, um, and to see what uh, Lee's reaction to that is uh, before cooking the rest of the meal and uh, enjoying that. But I just thought. Um, you, the listener, might uh, might be interested in the results, and uh, if it's obviously as pleasurable as I hope it to be, uh, might consider it um, adding it occasionally to your own um, cooking experience, wild camping experience. Um, so that seems great. I've also got a pack of dried olives as well, olives that I've dried. So I've got a whole load of bits and bobs. And to wash it all down, we picked up a, um, a, bottle, a bottle of wine today, and we've also put that in a platypus as well. So we're, we're in for a, um, a pleasant evening's camping, uh, and certainly to think it's the first... Um, I don't know, what date is it today? It's the 5th of May. Um, uh, blue skies, it's still gloriously warm. I'm sitting here in shorts, um, and um, it's very hard to believe uh, it's the time of year it is, but I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to sit back and really enjoy the evening. Anyway, I'll get on with my cooking and um, come back to you shortly. Now, young man, your first taste of bannock bread. Mmm, well, it looks very nice. Mmm, that tastes good. It's alright, isn't it? Mmm. So it's just a flour mix, mixed with um, a very water and the olives, dried olives, mm. and the... Uh, I'm really impressed with that, Bob. Garlic. And the bush buddy. Mmm. Mm. Gorgeous. Please pack and go. <laughs> Good though, isn't it? Mmm. A bit messy, admittedly, to mix it all up in a pan and I'm whatever. surprised now the bush buddy comes, you know, think it's going out and then put food twigs on and it comes back to life. Mm. Mm. Just With vengeance. A bit more flour in there and we've uh, got our next batch. Mm. All that put ahead of a little bag. Mm. So what's that, a little sandwich bag, what do they call it, a mini freezer mm. bag and you yeah. get enough for... Um, well, hopefully, we're going to get at least half a dozen, mm -mm. more like ten or so. With a mug of wine, it's going down very nice. Yeah, like to hear. And there we go. Yeah, can't be hard slug all the time, can it? <laughs> Gotta keep that fire going, mate. Bread in it. Oh, gosh. Well, don't you reckon that bread is like, if you've got a main meal as well, mm. make a few of those first. I'm making a bit of a mess of it now, I must admit, but... It really is good. I'm totally, honestly, I'm surprised just how tasty it is. Well, it's, it's a, the smell as well as the taste, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I love toast, a bit of toast in the morning. It's well, actually mixing garlic and, yeah. and um, tomato and whatever else in with it. Yeah, just gives it that taste. It's just a bit of fun, really. Mm. I mean, I've carried it all this way. The least I can do is eat it. Well, that's right. Nothing worse than carrying food on a backpacking trip and, and actually carrying it home as well. You yeah. think, well, that, that, and 
just ain't the same game, is it? Beautiful, that is. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. Gordon Ramsay, heat your heart. Absolutely. Okay, here we play. Oh, very nice. Remarkably fluffy inside, isn't it? And that's bannock bread. Bannock bread, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Really nearly as good as what you'd get, you know, get from the supermarket and take home and Yeah, yeah. but I mean the supermarket's a long way from here, exactly, isn't it? Yeah. I dare say Tesco's will be here soon, but um, <laughs> a very nice addition anyway. Thank you. Must remember to keep stoking this push yeah, got a, yeah, there is a job to do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's not all fun. Well this is quite a good fun really. Not much of a chore that isn't. Any more wine left, Well, we're well into uh, Tuesday morning now. Um, we had a, a lovely evening last night. Um, it was very sunny and balmy right uh, right through to late. Didn't really uh, get get cold at all. Very much like a, a good summer's day, actually. And uh, we both had uh, a lot to eat following the the bread starter, um, the garlic breads and so on. And I think we both went to both went to bed completely stuffed, meaning we had a, a fairly quiet night. Um, the weather was a slight breeze. The breeze has changed. Uh, but we awoke this morning, and I was certainly out at, uh, at 7 o'clock this morning, um, watching the sun come up over the hills, um, <laughs> looking at the, the lapping uh, sandwood lock, uh, which was still very still, like a mill pond. Uh, and once again, the sun is now high in the sky, uh, on a mainly blue sky. Very, very mild day, and would you believe, for the second time in two days, the, uh, the bottom of the terra converts are off. It feels like a glorious summer's day. So both uh, Lee and I think we've been very, very lucky. The uh, the gods have indeed um, blessed us uh, on this trip. We've had a couple of days where it was uh, pretty miserable earlier earlier on, as you know. Um, but certainly yesterday and today has been have been incredible. Uh, in fact, a day or so before then as well, we seem to have caught the uh, the caught the uh, weather uh, just right in our location. Uh, so we woke this morning to the sound of the uh, distant shores, uh, the sea um, on the shore there, which is about uh, probably half a mile away. And as I say, the skylark singing over the lock. Uh, and it's been a very, very slow and very gentle morning uh, where we've sort of generally dried anything that was slightly damp out and sort of had a wash and just meandered around doing nothing, actually, and finding it very, very hard to do nothing, as I'm sure most people will know, because, uh, as we were saying, everybody's lives seem to be so busy these days, the art of doing nothing is a, is a, dis a quickly disappearing skill. Anyway, I thought uh, it might be a reasonable time to uh, do a bit of a gear check, really, uh, and talk about uh, some of the gear if you're ever considering uh, doing a trip like this. Uh, yesterday, as we um, made our way to Kinloch Burvey, we, we met three guys who had just started the, uh, the Cape Wrath Trail, uh, but from, uh, from Cape Wrath, he heading south. Uh, and um, it was quite interesting. It was sort of we met on the road, and we were obviously eyeing each other's sacks and, and bags up. And they were looking at our Innovate, saying, "Well, you'll never get uh, you'll never get over the terrain with those." 
um, and uh, realising that we were sort of lightweight, as it were, individuals with the smaller packs. And they couldn't believe that we'd actually come the distance we had carrying all the provisions we needed. Um, carrying uh, the Pinnacle, in my case, and the um, uh, Mariposa pack in Lees. Uh, they, in turn, had um, uh, they were well stocked. They had a good 65, 75-litre um, packs, I think they were, if you like traditional packs, uh, and they were, car- they were full to the brim. Uh, they had um, sort of uh, traditional leather boots on, and not uh, you know, to any detriment to these guys, but it certainly did um, bring uh, upon us, uh, made us realise once again that really the pleasure in doing this walk is if you can do it uh, from a, a lightweight basis. And certainly because you're not really going to any places or through any places where there's uh, much chance to restock, you've got to carry uh, most things um, you need most of the way. Um, we've uh, called into uh, a few um, hotels, as you know, and had a beer or two, and uh, occasionally had a meal, but um, you couldn't rely on doing that every single day um, unless you change your route quite dramatic, dramatically. I think we've only seen two shops uh, since Ullapool, and they were both in um, Kinlock Burvey, one in Kinlock and one on the way in. Um, and we've seen, obviously, a couple of hotels, but uh, that has been it following the route that we've taken. So uh, just bear that in mind, really, if you're considering doing it. From my point of view, um, I've brought more than I needed to because I wanted to trial a few things and and see how they worked in in practicality. Uh, So I'll sort of quickly whip through a few things if that's of interest to people and and if it's not, well, skip through this part, but um, hopefully you might find uh, some thought-provoking ideas in this. Um, First thing, of course, clear my rubbish away. First thing, of course, is the is the tent. That's been the the Shangri La three uh, with the with the ground sheet, which I've modified as uh, as I described earlier, uh, and that has been a great success. Um, if nothing else, it's just given me a huge amount of space. And Lee is forever coming over and saying it's like a TARDIS compared to his Acto, where he can only lie in one posi- particular position and store things in one area. If the ground is not quite to my liking when I'm sleeping, I can actually swivel around and rotate positions uh, in various ways until I get comfortable. Um, so um, for the amount of weight um, versus the amount of area covered, then um, yes, definitely um, well worth considering. Um, you could do it with a tarp. I think ideally a tarp and a bivy would be the best way to do this trip personally, but you'd have to choose the, t- the uh, time of year uh, with obviously uh, taking the midges into account. Uh, so that's been a great success. Uh, sleeping system has been... Um uh, three-quarter length Thermarest, my traditional one that I've used for a long some time, um, uh, and the new um, Go Light uh, Adrenaline 20 sleeping bag with the centre zip. Um, it's the standard bag, which is supposedly up to somebody about six foot. I'm just over six foot, so I didn't want to take the extra weight of, of getting the longer bag, uh, and found it to be a very comfortable fit, actually. It, um, without compressing the down, I certainly get into it no problem at all. And once it's zipped up, it's just my nose and mouth that are protruding, as it were, um, and um, releasing the moisture. Very, very warm bag, although, to be fair, it has been fairly warm nights, I suppose. In fact, last night I was so hot, I was taking off uh, my uh, silk sleeping uh, layer, which is my spare clothes. Um, so yeah, no. If you like a centre zip bag, then you know one of the uh, the Go Light range is definitely uh, worth worth looking at. I don't think there's any other centre zip down bags on the market at the moment. Uh, there are on the synthetic bags, but not um, not down. Uh, and certainly the um, the down coverage around the chest area and the foot area, and also the um, 
water-resistant material around the foot has been uh, a great uh, idea as well. Uh, obviously protecting your feet from uh, touching the uh, the end of the tent or the tarp or whatever. So that's been a good success. Um, Thermalite, um, Thermal Rest Mat, always good. Um, the uh, clothing-wise, um, I as my spare set of clothes, I had uh, silk um, silk body long johns and silk body long sleeve top. Um, I had a dry pair of uh, uh, lightfoot socks, um, and uh, I had uh, I've, I've got my couple of hats or um, buff or whatever else, um, which um, have always been my dry clothes. And then if uh, I wanted to be smart to to go to the bar, as it were, uh, I have got a pair of Montane wind uh, trousers, very much like the wind shirts, uh, which go over my my silk base layer. So if, even if I'm sopping wet with my normal clothes, I can change into something light uh, and uh, flexible. And also it doubles up as uh, being a sleeping layer as well, which gives me an enormous amount of comfort and heat. Uh, and they've been great. So certainly my spare clothes have been the um, the silk top and bottoms, uh, spare pair of briefs, uh, uh, Vaude uh, light slip briefs a spare pair of socks and I've also brought a pair of um, sealskin socks as well which I've only needed once or twice when my shoes have been really wet and I need to pop out for whatever reason uh, and save getting my dry socks wet as it were, my spare dry socks wet uh, one thing I would suggest as a, an idea which works for me and uh, Lee's taken it on board as being quite a good one for him too is um, the buff, uh, I sometimes use it as headgear to keep the heating when I'm sleeping, um, but certainly up in Scotland here, the, the light is obviously, uh, the days are a lot longer, uh, so it's quite light till late in the evening and light much earlier. Uh, I tend to squash the buff down into a bandana and put it over my eyes and ears, so it's actually like a blindfold. Uh, and I find that really aids the, the length of sleep, which is um, uh, works for me. Um... Other clothing-wise, my insulation layer is uh, the Live Down Smock. Um, never go anywhere without it. Fantastic piece of kit. Uh, and as you know, I sent back the um, uh, Montane Kinetic Smock and the Waterproofs because I've now got the Paramo, uh, of which the Paramo I've not worn for the last two or three days. It's been that warm. Paramo is, has proved itself earlier on in the walk to be absolutely brilliant. It's a waterproof and sort of insulation layer, uh, but it's certainly um, started to be hot and, and stuffy when the weather was mild with a wind, with a cold wind, as it were, as opposed to when it was actually cold. Um, so I'm glad I kept my light speed wind shirt. Um, so I've just been using my base layer, which was a, a terra long sleeve terra tea, uh, with um, the uh, windshirt uh, when it's warm, and then uh, when it's cold, I've been using uh, just taking the windshirt off and swapping it for the uh, for the Paramo smock, which has uh, worked very well. So it's it's obviously slightly heavier than um, than a normal uh, Gore-Tex or, or event uh, jacket, but um, the flexibility of it, of it flexibility of it has been uh, very useful. Uh, um, um, what else am I wearing uh, I've got uh, another pair of uh, Vade briefs on which would be my day wear as it were I tend to wash, try and wash my briefs every night uh, if I can uh, just keeping the clean pair as it were for uh, every couple of days to swap round uh, and then dry them out and, and the um, Actos uh, not the Acto, the um, Shangri-La has got um, a place to, to hang uh, sort of uh, a line so they've been drying out very easily over, overnight without too much of an issue so I've been having clean briefs each day which is uh, pleasant as most guys would know uh, and then I've got the Terra Cutoffs or Terra Convert trousers as my only other pair of trousers and they've been brilliant and I've just taken the legs off as I say for the second time 
Um, Headgear-wise, a couple of buffs, um, a Tilly hat and a mountain hat. And I've worn the mountain hat a, a couple of times uh, when the weather was pretty manky as we were walking in combination with the, the Paramo. Uh, and that um, kept the visor, kept the uh, visibility up and also uh, obviously kept my head warm as well, which was good. So that's, those are sort of vital items which um, I couldn't really uh, change. Um, all of which went into a Golight Pinnacle. Um, which is uh, the 65 litre go light sack um, no no comments on that at all apart from it does the job beautifully and it's uh, it's very very light what I tend to do is fold the thermarest into I think it's sixths and slide it down the hydration slot down the back I don't know why they keep putting the hydration slots in they're absolutely useless uh, in, in rucksacks these days um, but that adds to the um, f- structure of the frame of the sack if you like uh, and allows me to pack very easily um Cooking gear, uh, as you know, uh, I brought the Bush Buddy and also a Vargo uh, meth stove. Um, now it's, it's been a good job I brought the the meth stove because, uh, as you as you heard, there was been there's been no place to to get gas. I haven't seen gas at all since Ullapool. Uh So had we we had I run out, I'd have been taking gas, then I would have been stuck. The Bush Buddy um, or any other similar wood burning stove actually is probably a good idea on a trip like this. Um, but you've got to choose your camping spots carefully uh, and you certainly need to take advantage of when it's not raining if you have the chance to pick up some dry wood uh, and put it into a bag as it were as you go along Um, I made the mistake a couple of times not doing that uh, and then it rained solidly for the rest of the day and by the time I got where I was I just didn't want to go out in the rain to um, to get more wood so um and normally a, a handful a fistful of sticks will be enough to boil water so it's not a vast amount of um, wood that you're carrying wood isn't heavy it's more the, the prickly nature of it i guess uh and a, but but to actually use something like a wood burning stove the sticks don't need to be any thicker than a pencil and certainly any longer than two or three inches that, that's all you need so um, just breaking them up as you go along and popping them into a bag is, is a practical idea. Um, but again, a trip like this, pretty well, a, it, it could be a good tool, certainly could be a good tool. But I mean, we went on to the, um, the beach last night looking for, for, for more wood. It seems to have um, very, be very little around here, but I guess looking at the sort of little uh, uh, leftover places where people have had um, uh, campfires and so on uh, the anybody that comes over and stays over here everybody tends to have a campfire and hence the reason there's no wood in the area it's all been collected uh, on a fairly regular basis off the beach so we found one stick to give you an idea uh, which was actually more enough more than enough for uh, for what we needed last night but that was all there was um, so the, the meth stove has been a good thing. I've uh, had a brew or um, uh, used the meth stove probably once a day for the last four or five days and I've got halfway through a bottle of standard bottle of meths. Um, so that's been pretty efficient. So I've got plenty of meths left considering there's only a day or so to go left. Uh, a folding plate, uh, the Oracaso folding plate, um, that's normally my, my tool of choice in many respects, but in fact I could have done without it. Um, I only really used it last night to put the, um, the the bread rolls, the doughy bread rolls on before I put them into the pan um, because I've actually been eating straight out of the pan like most people these days, so I, I didn't really need that. Um, flint and steel, um, a few sheets or a few pieces of um, um, hammero, is it hammero? Hammero card, the impregnated card, which helps start the wood fire. Uh, when I needed to, which again wasn't that often. 
Um, J cloth and green scarrow was useful. Uh, and the pan that I brought was a, a, a litre pan with a frying pan lid, which was a bigger pan than necessary um, than I'd normally have. Uh, but because it had the frying pan lid, because I wanted to do that bread um, business last night, and that was the reason I brought that pan. But I could have got, got by with a, um, a tea like mug or, or a smaller mug. Uh, got a little pot cosy that I made it all made um, for the, the the pan and whatever. Uh, and in fact, the cooker and everything goes inside the the cooker inside the pan, including the washing up stuff. And that goes inside the pot cosy, which keeps the inside of my rucksack clean because obviously the outside of the pan is is sooty from from use with the wood stove, which is one of the downsides of wood stove. A uh, little folding, uh, titanium folding spork. I've got a plastic one as well, the um, Light My Fire version, which is now melted around the edges. Again, I only brought that just to do the the bread with. Uh, so that is the cooking stuff. Uh, toilet trowel, some hand gel and paper, and a little lighter. That's uh, pretty well standard. I've used the um, the new Innovate Grit Gators, uh, seeing those next to me. Uh, they've proved to be um, as effective as the uh, Raid Light Gators, but being sort of woven, um, I noticed that they um, take longer to dry from when they get wet compared to the Raid Lights, where it sort of uh, is a more of a, is a less uh, absorbent material. Uh, but they're um, still have done the job beautifully, and uh, the elastic that holds them onto the bottom of the um, uh, shoe has uh, has lasted, which I thought it would probably break, but that's fine. Um, Right, first toys, luxury items. I did bring a fishing kit. Um, my fishing kit consisted of um, 15 metres of 1.5mm Dyneema, uh, a handful of hooks, a few weights, a couple of ledges, and about um, 10 metres of, of nylon line. Um, and uh, I sort of did think I might romantically do some fishing. Uh, that was a complete waste of time. Uh, you're only allowed to do fly fishing, and all the estates we pass through make it very clear you need a licence. Uh, and all the the appropriate permissions. Now you need permission. There's no. I don't think there's a fishing license in in Scotland. But you do need permissions, and they do police it fairly, fairly well. Uh, I also bought some uh, some material for for catching rabbits and so on. Uh, and again, I've only seen a few rabbits, most of which have been around this loch here actually. So a complete waste of time really bringing that. But it was a bit of fun. It was a romantic idea. Had the had the weather been that way. So that's another half kilo saved, I guess. Um, wash kits, what have I got in here? Um, I like to have a shave as I go along, so um, I brought the Avid flat folding shaver and the Avid uh, shaving lotion, which um, I've used several times uh, without water uh, to have a shave. The um, mirror is the ultimate survival star flash mirror, so I use that for shaving with and obviously for survival if need be. Um, my luxury item is the roll-on deodorant, um, if possible, I'll try not to smell. Uh, and then in here I've got a small bottle of mountain suds, some hand gel, um, some toothpaste and uh, folding toothbrush. I've also got some lip gl- uh, lip um, sill, is that lip sill what you call it? Lip sill. And um, some toenail clippers uh, which are useful for just maintaining your feet are okay. And talking about feet, I've also got a tube of um, Gerwall Extra Cream for before the day starts and Gerwall Refreshing Balm for when it finishes. Uh, which have actually um, benefited the feet. So so that's been fine. There's very little in there I'd change apart from, let's say, the roll-on. Um, in my... I suppose my bag of toys, really, has been the thing that actually seems to add a bit of weight up. Uh, but that's predominantly because of the gear that I'm carrying. Um, I've got um, the little Petzl e light head torch, 
uh, which I've used, but actually hardly used. The torch that's been the most useful for the whole trip has been this little six pound, what is it called? Um, rechargeable one, six pounds odd, five pounds odd. Uh, two LED uh, torch with a rechargeable cell on it. Uh, I just clip that to the back of the rucksack and I've actually used that pr- for pretty well everything. I clip it inside the tent and let it, um, because of the height of the tent, the spread of the beam's quite good, so it sort of fills the tent with light, uh, but also you can put it in your teeth, between your mouth, uh, sorry, in your mouth, between your teeth, uh, when you're using it as a sort of a pointing thing to look inside bags and so on. So the e-light's hardly been used. Um, what else have I got in my spare? I've got my repair kit for the Thermarest, which obviously I use the glue for my shoes. Um, I've got a, um, oh yeah, the, one of these pocket lenses, uh, what do they call it? Itoya. Um, very cheap uh, little lens, which if you need glasses or if you need to see something clearly, like a map or whatever, uh, it's plastic. It's about um, uh, an inch and a half by two inches rectangular and uh, it's very useful for uh, digital cameras and, and maps if you need to uh, see things clearly and, and magnify them so um, one of those are very light uh, a small roll of gaff tape um, and then of course spare camera batteries or spare batteries for my um, uh, recorder uh, for uh, AA batteries which is a bit of a weight and also a little battery for the Canon G9 which I've been carrying which I'm very impressed with. I bought earlier on in the year. It's a um, lovely camera, great results, lovely big screen on the back. Uh, that's so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures back from that. Uh, various bits of shock cord and bits of spare Dyneema. Uh, my mobile phone, which again is a weight, which I don't use at all, but I just have for comfort purposes, and I also bring it from home. And my wallet, which has, uh, well, <laughs> just got moths in it. Um... So that's that bag. Uh, well, they are. Yeah, the um, other thing that we brought and actually has proved to be quite useful is the Aquagear water filtration bottle. Um, now this is the 500ml um, uh, water purification filtration bottle, um, which I have used instead of the uh, platypuses which I brought. Um, I brought the platypuses as well. Uh, but I wanted to see how practical it was to use the bottle as a, as a um, day-to-day drinking item. And certainly it's been ideal. I've uh, just filled up as I've gone along. Most of the high passes that we've been over, the, the fast-flowing water, I wouldn't normally have used a filtration bottle. Um, but this is a good example where we are at the moment, Sandwood Bay here. Um, the lock is a fairly stationary uh, lock, obviously very little flowing uh, along the surface. And also because it's so warm, there's very few streams within walking distance. Uh, flowing into it so actually it's been really good to um, to fill that up and use it as a primary um, filtration system purification system and we've actually filled the um, the platypus bottles last night for cooking from that and it took about 10 or 15 minutes to fill them um, uh, four or five litre um, containers so um, it was nice to know that we've definitely got clean drinking water to drink I also got my Canon G9 which is uh, not the lightest camera in the world but certainly um, uh, fantastic results. Uh, I've got a little telescope, which is another toy, uh, a single t- time 10 power telescope, which actually has been um, interesting and useful for uh, uh, just scanning ahead and also uh, watching people on the, on the beach or across the other side of the lock and seeing if there was a, a better camping spot, as it were. Um, again, not a necessary item, but um, one I've brought anyway. Um, then I've got my uh, waterproof first aid kit, uh, which is the Care Plus one. Um, I think I've probably only added a few Nurofens and um, paracetamols to it. Um, most of the other items that come with the kit has been um, pretty well standard. 
and I have used it a couple of times on scraped knuckles and, and uh, cuts that uh, keep opening um, annoyingly. And apart from the food, that is pretty well it. Oh, a couple of uh, lecky um, carbon poles. Um, uh, I told you about the titanium pegs around the outside of the Shangri-La. Uh, the food front, everything has been um, homemade dried food, apart from the occasional packet of rice uh, or chocolate bar. Uh, and it's always the chocolate bars and the, um, and the treats that seem to weigh an awful lot. Um, but three or four days worth of um, home dried food is um, not too much bulk or weight. Um, once again, as always, ended up overestimating on the food and then throwing a lot of the food away. Um, uh, night before last at the hotel uh, before our last couple of days uh, and I've now got uh, for a day or so I've now got um, one main meal what's that chicken and mushroom a packet of savoury rice um, a pack of jerky which I made myself which will more than two or three days worth there um, a snicker bar uh, some dried raspberries and some dried um, black currant and apple um, wrap uh, which is something to chew on as as I go on. Uh, when apart from the sort of um, plastic rolled, not plastic, the Exped uh, waterproof roll top bags, that is pretty well it. Apart from this um, MP3 recorder and a pair of headphones. Oh, I've got an also a, a little MP3 player as well, which has been um, uh, yeah I've used it a few times, but again I could have managed without it. So I reckon if I took the toys out... Oh, yeah, what was the other thing? The other thing is I bought my bushcrafty stuff. So I bought a bushcraft... Um, I think it's called a Moira knife. Um, uh, I didn't need that at all. So in many respects, there, there, there's just been no opportunity to um, uh, enhance your eating, live off the land, whatever if you, what you want to call it, really, uh, doing this walk. Uh, the, the terrain and the environment just doesn't suit it. Um, what I did forget to mention is I've got two little Raid Light um, rucksack hip belt pouches which are clipped onto my hip belt, which I've, I've, I personally like um, hip belt pouches. I find them very, very useful just for little things like bits of food or um, uh, camera equipment or, or something. Um, and I've got a little Swiss Army knife as well in, in one of those. And the rest of it is just sweets or something in the other one. Um, and that's been my uh, my choice. But going back to what I was saying, the, there's no chance really to, to, to live off the land as such. It's definitely um, uh, need to bring everything with you you need uh, and uh, try and be as, as lightweight as possible. Thanks for joining us on this part of the trip. Excerpts are read from the Cicerone Guide, North to the Cape, which is available from cicerone.co.uk. Join us next time as we move closer to our goal, walking through some of the most spectacular and remote scenery in the UK on the Cape Wrath Trail. This independent programme is produced and hosted by theoutdoorsstation.co.uk. 